Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Match Ball. Levi Solicitors bring you The Match Ball. You can get 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Hello to you. I'm Dan Moylan. With me is Michael Normanton. Hello. So is Moscow White's Daniel Chapman. Hello. Leeds 1, Everton 2. Bit of a frustrating one. We threw everything at them second half, but it wasn't to be. And threw everything away in the first half. They weren't that good, were they? That's the one encouraging thing we can take from that game, that we're, we're probably about as good as Everton, aren't we? Across the two games we've played against them, and they've been here for ages doing Everton things, finishing mid-table-ish. Yeah, all you can take from the result is that football's a stupid game and it's unfair. But from the performance, you can take again that Leeds United are still really good. Not in the first half, we weren't though. You were all right. As, we were still fine. No, but, but as you as you were saying though, we kind of we kind of dug our grave though in the first half, didn't we? By just being a little bit subpar is the word I keep returning to this season, just not quite being on it enough. It was controversial as a as a policy to not mark their strikers. I thought. Running into the box. God, well, it wasn't. The, it was a midfielder. It was a midfielder. Wasn't it? So, Although we didn't mark uh, Calvert Lewin on the other one, did we? No. Should we get into because we've lost? Should we get all bitter and twisted and start pointing fingers about that now? Get it out of the way at the top of the show. Can do, yeah. Who who was it? Was it Cooper? Was it? Yeah, Aylin? it was Cooper or Phillips, wasn't it? Was the first goal? They both left him more or less, and then ran into each other a bit. They turned to each other as soon as the ball was in the net, and it was that kind of. I thought you had him. Well, I thought you had him. I think because he was running from midfield and Phillips ran with him. He was Phillips's man in the rest of the pitch, but I think when it got into the six-yard box, he thought, oh, Cooper's got this. But Cooper just thought, well, Calvin's coming with him, so I'll get out of the way. And in fairness, and- Cooper didn't have anyone else, did he? So I guess that's why Phillips might have thought you could step in here if you wanted to. And equally, you can. it's fair enough for Cooper to think, oh, Calvin's going to follow him all the way in here because he's his man, and it just ended up being a, a mistake. And they do happen. I think they should have both gone with him, just in case. Could have run into each other in their effort to both get him instead of running into each other in their efforts to leave him. That was annoying. When did they, when did they score this goal, by the way? Uh, the first half. Mm-hmm. So what were you going to say there, Moscow? You were about to speak. It was after eight minutes. And the second goal was very similar because as soon as Dominic Calvert-Lewin um, put the ball in the net at the back post, Luke Ayling kind of turned around with his head in his hands with, if I'm any interpreter of body language, he was saying, I was supposed to be marking him and, and he scored a goal and I'm annoyed about it. Sorry. Mm. Didn't enjoy that aspect of the game. And it, but it only happened twice, though, really, didn't it? It's not a game where you thought Everton were going to run with, away with it at any point or was so much better than us that there was never any prospect. And what other team, I mean, this is where we get back to the positives again, what other team, apart from Leeds United 2-0 down at half-time, and you're still thinking, yeah, we'll, we're in this. We'll get back into this, not a problem. And, um, and so we did, but 
that goalkeeper. There were chances. I mean, our chances weren't quite as clear cut as theirs because the the two they had that they scored from were both they were both pretty much unmissable chances, weren't they? Whereas ours were a bit more. I don't know. It felt a bit more scrambled. There was there were shots from from the edge of the box and it almost going in from a rebound. And I don't know. It never felt like we we didn't carve them open in quite the same way as they did for their goals. Mind you, Alioski had his uh, lightning in a bottle moment when he connected sweetly with that volley. That was what nineteen minutes when he hit the post. That we should have just got a goal for that anyway, just because it was skill. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, skill in the kind of the schoolyard sense as well. It was dead skill, and it was. It, like, we we sometimes miss these little bits. We're a little bit depressed because we lost the match but Rafinha's corner and his corners in general are wonderful beasts the corners of a bastard I love the way he absolutely smacks them across the six yard box and then they dip at the last minute they're really dangerous um, and we could score from them maybe one day and then the one to Alioski there's two really difficult things happening there The, the, the corner to him to put it on his toe is really difficult to do and then we know from experience that Alioski, he loves the south stand roof, but to keep it low and just swerving off the post, he couldn't have hit it any better. Um, and so he should, we could, could have been given a goal. Yeah, it could, could have been in. That was, could have put it in the net. You I idiot. mentioned that with uh, Jack Charlton once on co-commentary disputing that a, a header that hit the bar was close. He's like, well, it, was, it has to be six inches lower to go <laughs> in. So no, it's not close. So what I was going to say before when I talked over you was uh, about the corners. You make a good point that we have looked more dangerous on corners generally because we've got better corner taker uh, in Rafinha. They're dead good are his corners and I like him. He's dead good generally, isn't he? I mean, we'll, we'll probably come on to him. Well, we can come on to him now if you want. If you want, seeing as he, his name left your filthy little lips, get and <laughs> carry on where, wherever you're going with that. Um, he's good, isn't he? He is really good. Yeah, good at corners, good at scoring goals, uh, good at being a generally terrifying man. Like there was the bit at the end where, I mean, he annoyed me all day, did Holgate, but the bit at the end where Holgate pulled his shirt and he could have kicked off, but he just looked at him. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. That look. That's, you're going to pay for that. Yeah. Just, your body will not be found. He's going to be, <laughs> he's going to be gone by the morning. He probably won't leave Ellen Road. Not in, a, not in one piece anyway. I look forward to seeing Rafinha in a side with a couple of players around him of equal calibre. That's not to suggest that we haven't got some very good players, but I'd like to see more good ones. He is basically the best player we've got. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had a definite best player, I think, but it probably is him now. Like It was exciting when we thought, saw that he was on the team sheet, for example, when the team sheet came in at 6.30. There will be a little bit of uh, flash wingers bias in that as well, because I think Calvin Phillips probably still has a strong claim for being our best player, but it's Rafinha. So, <laughs> sorry, Calvin. <laughs> it is true. It's the name you'd want on your shirt, probably, isn't he, as a kid? Because you just watch them and go. Well, he's Brazilian. He's got a it's single. Hard, it's hard to appreciate, you know, you know, people doing good defensive work. Isn't it's it? the haircut you want if you're a quid. A quid. If you're a kid <laughs> and you've isn't got a quid, it, isn't it, Dan? Isn't that the haircut you want if you're a Leeds United fan? Rafinha's hair. Why? Are you, and that's not to suggest that I'm sporting that hair. I've, no. I've remarked in the past that it's the hair of a bastard. Dickhead it's a, it's a, was di- your. It's a dickhead haircut, but. He plays like a, an absolute bastard, as I've said before, and he's entitled to do so because he's skilled, as it's you were actually, saying. It's not massively different from Vinnie Jones's haircut when mm. he was at Leeds in 1990 and all the kids got that and they all got banned from school. But that's not relevant at the moment because hardly any kids can go to school. So Mohicans all round, if you can find a, a barber willing to do it, again, uh, you can't do that either. So it's no. it's a home Mohican. <laughs> Just, yeah. Kids, go, go get your, your parents' razors. And save the uh, hair you've cut off to stick it on your chin. Yep. Uh, and then you can buy booze when the pubs are open. <laughs> to <laughs> Now, 
we've all wondered what the post-lockdown world is going to be like. Every pub in Leeds is going to be full of eight-year-olds with Mohicans and stick-on beards. All right, mate. Talking in Portuguese-Brazilian accents. Anyway, back to uh, Ellen Road. Let's talk specifically about Ellen Road, the surface, because we had a new £300,000 pitch. What's your opinion on our £300,000 pitch based on tonight? It was better than the last one. Mm -hmm. You could stand on the last one. It was a bit slippy, this one. It sunk a bit. But the passes and stuff seemed to be moving all right on it. Whereas the the thing against the the Brighton game, it was just sticking, wasn't it? Everything we tried to get going at any pace, it just stopped. And occasionally, Alejovsky would fall over on it, which by which I mean most times he tried to run. (laughs) But it it has also snowed and pissed it down for the last three, four days in Yorkshire. So even a really good pitch would probably struggle, whereas one that's just been laid from turf mm. a couple of weeks ago. There is an open question about studs as well. I hate to come over all Graham Sooness and be like, they should be playing in hobnail boots. But isn't there something about you can have some longer studs if you're going to be slipping over all the time? Wear some boots that will running, sp- running spikes. Something like that, whatever. Yeah. But I'm no foot expert or boot expert, but I believe... That's something that is achievable, is a boot that can help you stand, and it didn't well, you, seem like any of the players your, um, your, your rugby stud is a longer stud. I know we don't play rugby on that pitch anymore, but maybe that's what we need. Bigger studs instead of little flimsy blades that make you slip and fall over. Because that was the problem, wasn't it? It was slipping and falling, happening quite a lot. It was probably a little bit disappointing if you're a Leeds United player. You're like, great. New pitch. Everything's going to be great. And then first 30 seconds, there were loads of them just lying on the floor. And oh, no. Fuck this. Spurs have sold us an absolute pup. Um, Overall tonight, it's one of those philosophical evenings, isn't it? I think. Is that how we generally feel? Because we've ended up the midweek games, round of games, moving up in the table thanks to Southampton um, losing their heads at, at Old Trafford. So although we've lost, so did all the teams below us for the most part. And uh, we've moved up to 11th. So it's fine, isn't it? It's, again, don't want to get into being mediocre too much or for too long, but it's fine being mediocre this year. Well, it's a game that we can relax about a bit. If we were need, if we needed points, it would feel like that had really got away from us today, and it was a missed opportunity because we played well enough to get something. But as it is, we can just accept that we deserve something from it. But also, it probably doesn't make a huge amount of difference at the end of the season that we didn't get a point out of that. Can we get some of our grievances out of the way as well? Yes, go ahead. Referee Michael Oliver. Hacking bottom face, hasn't he? Yeah. Pure hacking bottom face. It's like, yeah, it's like seeing him back. Just a real pinched expression, like he catches rats in his spare time. Bit, bit of a cat's anus face. Mm. Mm. And uh, some of his... The old towel holder. I mean, why Jackie Harrison got booked in the first half for doing nothing? And then who was their player who just, his game was just fouling everybody all the time that Meaning. you didn't like? Yeah, him. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he was fine. Did he, he get a booking at no, all? He should, he should have got one for totting up because he did about seven fouls, didn't he, or something like that? And if there was ever a referee with a totting up face, you could see him, couldn't he? Because he was doing that Counting, thing as well. When, counting, um, that one. Over there, over there, this one. When um, Ailing had uh, stood, <laughs> I'm caught between stood and trodden. Stodden on them. Um, Trod, trodden? On the. He did it to Digna, didn't he? Who I always get confused with. <laughs> with <laughs> Digna, I like that pronunciation. I always get him confused with Spagna, who sang uh, Call Me. That was Spagna. Yeah, so, but it's, it's pronounced Digna, isn't it? So it all just melts together in my mind into one thing. I thought you were going to say Fred Dibner. No, he'd have been up a chimney. In this instance, what was happening was that Luke Hayling had done that foul and then the referee appeared and just kind of stood there with his yellow card in his hand, almost as if he was a magician 
just kind of, well, nobody can see it, but the worst magician in the world. He's like, well, you don't know where your card is, do you? It's in your hand, mate. Oh, how did you do that? Nobody's done this before. Anyway, yeah, I don't like that, Ra. And there was that one in the, uh, was it the first half when um, Calvin was penalised for uh, pulling out of a tackle that a guy fell over with? Was that, was that Richarlison? It, that was Iwobi. Oh, well, Richarlison yeah. did a few where he just, he's got the, the Grealish thing about him as Richarlison where he thinks that if the ball is ever taken off him, he probably should have a free kick for it. He just he just always has that glance at the referee that makes him, makes him he just has that air of a man who deserves a free kick. He sort of skulks off as well because you know that the Leeds players looking at him like that was never a free kick. But he's kind of looking at them like this guilty, guilty thing behind his nose, and he's just mm-hmm. and it is a hell of a nose. And yes, it's yeah. it's weird that they've spent thirty five million pound on somebody whose job essentially is just to like win really shit free kicks in dangerous areas. Which used to be like Neil Shipley's job. Well, it used to be Duncan Ferguson's job, and now Duncan Ferguson's job is doing the, running the substitutions. Which I like actually. I've got a I've got a weird affection for Duncan Ferguson, even though he's a psychopath. And um, <laughs> it's weird that he's doing it. It is weird. I, we could only imagine that he does it because we noticed he was doing it at Goodison Park in the first match. Can only assume he does it because he wants to, and that the fourth <laughs> official just has to let him because he's Duncan Ferguson and he's still fucking massive. Do you think Carlo Ancelotti lets him change gear when they're driving <laughs> in his Merc? <laughs> Go on, Duncan. Because he's, he's probably going to have to drive him everywhere for some unspecified offence. We, can we, yeah, well, yeah. Helps him make, make cakes with him in the afternoon or something. Just like a, is he homeschooling him? I don't, I don't know I'm taking the piss of Duncan Ferguson. He's, he's a fucking psychopath. He's a good man, is Duncan Ferguson. And I'm, he does a good job with that board. We might complete that sign in one day. We might just complete it. Uh, just returning to, to the referee and the free kicks. Do you know what? There's part of me, as annoying as it is seeing players falling over, don't begrudge them doing it because the referees are so piss weak when it comes to giving stuff. You might as well chance your arm, aren't you? It's like the same as Grealish, just go down at every opportunity because you get most of them. It is, and particularly in the box, there was one point where Rafinha was running into the box and it looked like he could probably have gone down. And you think if he did and the ref gave it and they slowed it down enough on VAR, they would at some point have found some contact where someone's arm touched his shoulder as he was going through and they'd be going, well, it looks like he there is contact there and he's he's entitled to go down. You think, no, he's not. It's not a, it's not a penalty. It's not a free kick. Let's roll the rules back to when you could murder people on a football pitch. It has got to the point that when Holgate tried pulling his shirt off, I was trying to imagine some scenario where that could be a red card because it's probably one of the more violent free kicks that I've seen given for a long time. I know you get those like late tackles that like the Southampton player did against Scum the other night that are like, oh, like, oh, that's a bit dicey, but you don't normally see like some kind of sustained assault like that. But all he was doing is, you know, he was assaulting his dress sense more than anything he's trying to have the, the shirt off him but it just took my mind I was like that's it's surely a, somebody would look at that and go yeah VIR reviewing like a, this too much a, too much orange card you need something between yellow and red maybe that's what it is orange card maybe a toffee coloured card and they can all be sent off for playing for them head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Another thing I want to bitch and moan about, it's not really specific to the game, but TV coverage again, let itself down, hasn't it? To the point where we got so fed up of watching on BT Sports and people saying Marco Bielsa who is it who's it's the guy it's not people it was Leon Osman Leon Osman that guy Everton legend uh, or as we're going to call him Lee <laughs> Lee Osman Lee Osmino yeah, yeah apparently it was um, well we, we got annoyed to the point where we switched it over to another source yeah we were we were kept in touch I think he there were at least three Marco Bielsas so we kept it up even after he was corrected right at the start and he tried a Marcello because he did a Marco and then I think there must have been a bit of rustling in the back no was it, not the, was it not the commentator though said Marcello because I thought oh, no no it was Leon again commentator will get it right I'll just get it it's Marcello it's not difficult is it he should have said that on air like Leon <laughs> it's not difficult it's Marcello what the fuck am I having to work with here like that just, you know. so there's that so we've got the referee with his hecking bottom face we've got Marco Bielsa and their goalkeeper because he was good and he's a former teammate of Pontus Janssen he won the Allsvenskan a couple of times at Malmo with Pontus, so I reckon there's some skullduggery there. Oh, there's not, but it's, you know, there'll be mates, but it's still a little bit annoying. Basically, it was like having Pontus Janssen in goal for Everton. Every time he saved one, I just saw like a, a celebration at Malmo, like the, the hands clasped across the North Sea, <laughs> big, big high five to each other. That one's for you, Pontus. And we, we did get, you know, if they had their actual best goalkeeper in goal, who also happens to be England's best goalkeeper in goal. And Jurassic Park's best goalkeeper, the old little T-Rex arms there. We probably would have won that 4-2. You think? I think we had enough chances um, and the, the goalkeeper was riding enough luck slash quality mm. that um, that could have been the difference. Because there was, uh, Alioski hit the post, there was that one click, didn't really get hold of it, but um, he saved it just in front of Bamford and it span up and went away. And... Um, and that was one that a slightly better goalkeeper, but who is also worse, like Jordan Pickford, could have just put that straight to Bamford's foot and we get a, an equaliser. Um, and things like that. I'm, I'm more resentful of thing, of Everton entirely than I am annoyed about anything or disappointed by the game. I just really resent them. Can you talk me through some of the stuff that's happened? Because I'm just looking at my notes. Um, if you had the previous match ball against Leicester, my notes, it's incisive stuff like this. Like I've put, Corners, then I've drawn a circle around the word corners. 
then an arrow pointing out of that circle to a box, and in that box it says, look more dangerous. You've said that one already from today I, as I well. I know, so I'm just saying this is the extent of my of my notes. Uh, and then, But then I've also got, for example, the 2-0 goal, uh, header, comma, corner, comma, shit. Where are your notes from today? Arrow, where was ailing? Oh, so that is from today now, so yeah, you've so blended that, them together. So that's kind of, kind of, and that's the extent of what I've got about that game. Yeah, the first half, the defence just didn't particularly work, did it? It felt like Cooper was having one of his slightly mad Liam Cooper days that he sometimes manages. After we'd praised him no end for his Leicester display, it all went a bit wrong. Strike. There was, was that getting... really good Brian Moore tackle. Brian Moore. Brian Moore. Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore tackle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brian Moore famed for... Uh, famed dual thief. Famed dual thief. <laughs> but it wasn't really working for him today. And then second half, it was fine. But then they weren't attacking too much further. But I mean, to just contrast where we are compared to Everton, I mean, we they ended the game with three centre-backs on, didn't they? Who were all about 30 million quid. And we ended it with Liam Cooper and Pascal Stryker, who between them were about half a million. So... We did muller them uh, in the second we half. We did. We, we were all, We should. We should have got. And a point I don't from think it. the first half was even that bad. It's those two mistakes, and we were doing some very leads under Bielsa stuff. We were picturing Steve Nichol watching this at home and hating every second of it. And there were points as well where, even as a committed Leeds fan and an admirer of Bielsa, I was wishing for maybe just a little less chaos. There's, you know, if we've got the ball at the back, if it's Melier's got it at his feet. A safe pass. Just do a safe one. You don't have to do the mad thing. And you don't have to just keep thinking, well, everything here looks fine. I think I'll give Everton the ball and just see what happens. Don't do not do that. No, don't do that. Just, or just a little bit less of it, because I can't actually sit here and deny that I don't enjoy it. Cause well, I, the, the thrill of the, the sort of the, yeah, the danger involved. When Melier is weighing up his options and he thinks, well, there's a, there's a ball that I could hit Rafinha. I think I'll just give it to Calvert Lewin. I I do just laugh. But it is but it is because we're, it's because we're trying to do things though, and it does sometimes work. Just looking at other games tonight, Burnley have lost two 0 at home to Man City. They pointless, went pointless. They went pointless. they went a goal down after three minutes, two um, 0 down after thirty eight minutes. The whole game they had two shots, not shots on target, just two shots. And I think the game before did they play Chelsea? The game before and managed no shots or one shot or something. So basically, there's no point watching those games. They're not even trying to score goals or do anything. And these things do work. Like, they're not completely ridiculous. It was against Newcastle, I think, that we scored a goal that was the exact replica of the goal that we scored against Hull last year, where it started with Dallas and Harrison in our corner. And yeah, it's it's the one that Harrison ended up volleying in against Newcastle. It's the same thing, where instead of just hacking it into touch when we're under pressure in a corner... We tried to play it out. We tried to find an angle. We tried to, to get it into space to launch a counter-attack. And sometimes we score from them. And it's it struck me. I don't know if we even mentioned it on the podcast. I put it in my match report that um, Harrison's goal against Newcastle was pretty much identical to the goal at Hall that uh, Tyler Roberts scored, where he shot in from uh, with Dallas was there as well. And it built in the same way and it only happened after Tyler Roberts had come on the pitch because he was integral to being in the middle of the pitch switching the play to the wing and it had been um, Costa at Hull and this time it was Rodrigo and so those things do happen and we do them for a reason and if we didn't do them we wouldn't get those beautiful goals but they do um, mean it's chaotic sometimes and if we do give up a couple of silly goals from just not marking runners and not marking somebody at a corner it means we then have to try to come back into a game and it's harder in the Premier League. Should we get Big Sam in as a defensive coach? 
What, like Richard Keyes said mm. after we uh, played him against Man-, well, Man City, wasn't it that draw? We conceded from a set piece today and that's not on, is it? Mm. So, I mean, he's going to be out of work soon, I would imagine. So get him in, get him in now, offer him the deal. I, um, um, do you know what I want? What deal? I want, I want the old Mateus click back mm. because we've, I feel like we've lost him. Maybe we've broken him after all that football and he can't quite get back to where he was. He was all right, I think. Was he all right? I thought he was fine. You know, He's just not as good as we know he can be. Yeah, which is fine. Everybody is, you know, we've said this, everybody is adjusting to playing in a higher division and that means consistency is the first thing that's, that's going to go because consistency is the hardest thing to achieve. That's why you marvel at Liverpool when they don't lose at home for seven years. It's that <laughs> consistency is what the, the truly top teams have and so clicks. I mean, there is time for that to be turned around against Brighton. We are recording as Brighton are 1-0 up with eight minutes to go. Oh, so. they, they lost to somebody silly recently, didn't they? I mean, Burnley. It happened, yes. Um, and I'm sure Sean Dyche had something to say about that. No. And um, I don't look like a makeup, no, etc. Um, that was painful, wasn't it? And that's... It will be for you for the next podcast, mate, <laughs> let me tell you. And that's what they're trying to get to, is you can get a, an 8 out of 10 performance from clicking the Premier League, but you can't get it every match yet, because that's what we're tr- aspiring to. The only player who can do that is Rafinha, who is 11 out of 10 every single time. <laughs> well, every first half, he did... Um, you do realise his goal was in the second half. Yeah, but it was early, wasn't it? After that, what did he do apart from try <laughs> really hard and be our best player? <laughs> yeah, he's... Um, loads of good passes is what he did. Yeah, he was fine, wasn't he? The pass through was, to Bamford um, at the end, which then ended up with Roberts putting it over the bar. That was a really good pass. Oh, we need to talk about that, about the Roberts uh, volley. That would have been nice if that had gone in rather than into the back of the cop. He needed to just control it. It didn't sit up right for a volley, and that's why it ended up in the cop. He needed to... I mean, it's rare that we say this about Leeds attacking, but another pass would have been welcome there. But you can't really uh, criticise him for trying. It was there to be hit. You're not a striker if you don't shoot there, are you? Let's be honest. Mm. Um, I think we can afford to be philosophical about this because we kind of, I think we're, what we're, the direction of travel that we've got here is that the football that we're trying to play is so good. Players are just adjusting to the new division, as you said, and we kind of want to accelerate it a little bit more because we know how good we can be. Sometimes we're not quite there or the things don't quite work, but we know how good we can be. And you just can't help but feel that with an extra player, just a player or two in there, it's always, it's always wanting the next thing, isn't it? It's guilty. We're guilty of consumerism. That's what we are. I think we're being relatively balanced on it, though, because we're not too down about this, whereas we've come in after the odd win, like the Newcastle win. We were actually a bit pissed off about that because it felt like it got away from us in the second half and we should be better than that against Newcastle, whereas we can, I think we can all accept we played well enough to get something from this. Well, it's the, it's the eternal noble defeat that Marcelo Bielsa talks about, isn't it? We've, we've, played, we we've ex- played in the right way. For the first season in a while, we're allowed the odd noble defeat and we can go to bed and not worry about it too much. Yeah, there is a certain amount of greed about demanding to beat Everton in our first season in the Premier League. And we did once. and We beat them at their place. So I think if we were coming to, we're not even at the end of the season, the midpoint, just beyond the midpoint of the Premier League season, and Leeds United are now at least as good as Everton. That's all right. Everton are quite good. Sixth in the table now. They never go down, do they? They, they do not. And they're always decent. You always Everton are one of those clubs who... They kind of start every season thinking, might get something, might win a cup. Should we kick on this year? Should and you'd love, you'd love to be in that position. It is where we want to be. And all that stuff with um, Radrizzani and Marathe saying, you know, we want to be part of that little group outside the top four. 
if we are now as good as one of those teams, and I think we are, um, and we're better than Villa. So you know. I think it, it's um, it and goes Arsenal, to well, well having beaten like Leicester, for example, and then having run this one close tonight and beaten them in the away leg. That the gap is not insurmountable. That's the good thing because we've got a dead good coach and players who are playing really, really well by and large. Just with a fit squad, we could probably have won tonight. That's yeah. the thing. It's we our our three no most Rodrigo. expensive players are not available. Well, nearly Rafinha was obviously on the pitch, but you know our big signings are not available, and they're in positions where we need them. Mm. And you know, people talk about us being a bit chaotic, and we are nine wins, two draws, ten defeats, thirty six scored, thirty eight conceded. Look at Southampton last night. Well, you know, you can't just throw in a nine nil defeat and pretend that's fine. We don't do that. Even at Old Trafford, when we lost to that lot 6-2, we scored two and we could have scored six. You can't just, oh, you know, it's absolutely fine. I mean, Southampton's record is uh, 1-8, drawn five, lost eight. So it's... They were top of the league at one point. It's perfectly balanced. They've scored 27, conceded 34, most of them, last night. So before last night, it would have been 27-25. So everything is very even. And they're 12th now. They've taken over from us. But you can't be like a steady mid-table Premier League team and say, you know, that's what everybody's fighting. And lose 9-0. Just fucking, let's lose 9-0 this week. It's fine. We did it last year. We'll do it again. It's not <laughs> never, on. And never it, mind our shortcomings. Look over there. And here's, here's Leeds with our perfectly respectable 2-1 defeat to Everton when we were worth at least a point and should have won. Right, well, let's wrap it up with some candidates for, uh, for heroes and villains based on tonight. What we're we going for? Anyone or anything? I mean, Rafinha again. Just we, we've talked about it already, but a really well taken goal and a bit like the uh, his goal the other week as well, showing a bit of range in the way he can finish. This was just a really nice controlled side footed pass again, a bit like the other one. But we've shown he's shown many a times that he also absolutely loves twatting it, and he loves twatting a corner as well, which which I like a lot. He scored it out of the chaos as well. It was all quite um pinging around in there, and he just uh, stroked it in. Wayne Rooney. My hero of the night. This does involve... Oh, has, uh, has he turned Derby around? Are they winning? This does involve a little bit of a story, um, which is all credit to me, because, Dan, you told us, you updated us on the score that Rotherham were beating uh, Wayne Rooney's Derby County 3-0, and I asked for the times of the goals when they were scored, so I could kind of build a picture of the match in my mind, and you told me that they were scored in the 76th, the 81st, and the 88th minutes, which is wonderful. That's brilliant. Brilliant times for Rotherham to score three against Derby. And then I asked whether uh, Wayne Rooney, did he happen to have made, before Rotherham took the lead on 76 minutes, did he happen to have made a substitution on 72 minutes? Complete. <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, I had absolutely no information to back this up, just a perfect reading of Wayne Rooney's <laughs> mind. And there it was, and not it was. just one, it was a double sub- substitution on the 72nd minute at Nil-nil, Lee Gregory for Martin Waghorn, and Patrick Roberts for Camille Joswiec. Four minutes later, 1-0, then 2-0, then 3-0. Good management, Wayne. You are hilarious. Long may that continue. A uh, little bit of a bit of a left-field one, isn't it? But anyway, uh, any any villains? Or have we kind of covered them all off as we went through the referee and Leon Osman? Sorry, Lee Osman. Ground staff? Spurs they're, they're tried us the that best. dog shit pitch. <laughs> tried the best. I mean, <laughs> I mean, thankfully, looking at the it feels um, incredibly harsh given the work they've been doing over the last well, few weeks. It hasn't worked, has it? <laughs> when do we play again? Saturday, Palace. Uh, Monday, sorry. Monday. Let's just. Um, it's a good weekend of rain. I was going to say, let's just have a live a live weather update then for Leeds. Um, it's all right tomorrow. 
All right, what's happening in the day after that? What day's tomorrow? So that's, that's Thursday. Thursday, Thursday uh, sun and cloud. Friday, rain. Saturday, rain. Sunday, snow. Monday, snow. <laughs> nice one. Well, it might get cold off. That would probably yeah. be got, for the best. Move. I mean, last look at any spare pictures. <laughs> it is snowing. I'm, I'm just, I'm just uh, looking at the weather forecast and can back up what Mike said. It's going to fucking tip it down. It's <laughs> never going to have another dry day while we've got this pitch. <laughs> Rugby league hasn't suffered for being a, suffer, a summer sport, has it? Maybe that's the solution. Well, we just have all our games delayed until June. I've got some positives for you. The air pollution index low. Only two. <laughs> Well, my, my weather app also says no rain for at least 60 minutes. So that's a nice break for the pit. They've probably, uh, probably got the sprinklers on the mad bastards. <laughs> we can have a little hero nomination for Luke Ayling, who uh, is uh, taking the blame for losing Calvert-Lewin forever in second goal. So uh, that also does um, support us in assuming that it was his fault as well. So Ayling basically saying that he's uh, he's pre-heard what we're about to put out on the podcast and that we are right. So good, old, good old Bill. Yeah, well, Bielsa says we uh, oh, we did enough to draw care. the game. Don't you don't care, care what Bielsa said. No, you want him out. Get Mark Ex- Jackson in. Excuses. We had, I mean, we had a Eddie, bench get there. Get Eddie Gray in. Play the kids. We had a bench there with Jack Jenkins, Charlie Creswell, Neil Huggins, players who could change that game. And didn't, who did we get? Niall Huggins. No, we didn't. We got uh, Elder Costa. <laughs> he called him Neil the first time. <laughs> I swear to God, Neil Huggins. This Neil Huggins. A, it's been a very tiring lockdown, hasn't it? <laughs> oh well, well, we'll catch up on all that. Um, through the week in the next episode and uh, uh, we'll we be back anyway after Palace with another three points in the bag we'll sort that out won't we we did enough to draw the game says Bielsa and we could have gone on to win it the analysis should include that our offensive game was better than our opponents which is about as near as Bielsa gets to saying fuck you Carlo Ancelotti but um, I think that's what he means and on that note thanks for listening we'll catch you next time The Match Ball 